Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, now part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network and the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I am talking about none other than the good doctor himself, Mr. Christopher Cullen. Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? Couldn't be better, considering the uh, situation we're in in this world. I've been quarantined all week, paid in full, and it's uh, two days, not one, two days, almost like two-time Hall of Famer, two days of WrestleMania this weekend with no crowd. So I am uh, I am excited, my friend. Yeah, the the no crowd thing seems to be the new hot way to entertain anyone and everyone at this point. I've been running comedy shows out of my living room, partnering with yes. comedy clubs here on the West Coast to uh, bring you entertainment with nobody uh, in my living room. Uh, yet people were actually watching on the other side of the camera, so it was a little bit bizarre to perform to absolutely nobody in front of you when you're doing live event comedy but uh, or live events in general. But uh, it was satisfying to see all the little hearts and thumbs up and all the, the praise I was getting after the fact. So uh, it's the new world we live in, guys. It's 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 what it is. I mean, uh, if I could just be serious for half a second here, um, you know, Chris and I do this podcast out of, uh, really cause it's fun for us. We like to talk to each other. He and I are friends. Um, we're both Miami Dolphins fans. We started this a number of years ago because we just really wanted a, an excuse to talk to each other. Um, I don't think I've ever imagined, um, in, in my lifetime that we'd be going through something like we're going through right now. Mm. Um, and it's, it's depressing for many, many people. Um, but, uh, I, I want to remind everyone that, um, it's going to get better. And it's going to get better when we realize that, that's right, Tom Brady is no longer in the AFC East. He is out of here. He's no longer a Patriot. The Patriots dynasty is dead. We had a big part in dropping that dynasty down to its knees and begging for forgiveness. He's in Tampa Bay now. He just bought number 12 from, I think, Chris Godwin or whoever it was. Uh, He's no longer here, Chris. It's a good day. I don't care what else is going on. Tom Brady, let's not forget, is no longer in the AFC East. Yeah, I actually uh, there was um, a little dabble I had on Reddit earlier where a guy mentioned something in, in a random thread, uh, not sports related, that he was a Jet fan, and I just commented and said "fuck the Jets," and they got a couple of upvotes. So hopefully some Dolphins saw that, and he said, "Hey, um, you know, basically we're a struggle bus." And my name, as you know, on Reddit is um, you know Dolphin Chris, so he knows who I was. And I, I mentioned, I said, "Hey, look, uh, you know, all in fun or whatever," but uh, honestly, things are changing. The changing of the guard, the the East is open for business, and all I'm hoping is is it's competitive. Um, and I think we have that chance now with Tom Brady gone. I, I think they're scrambling there in New England. They don't know what to do. Uh, guys are leaving in droves. Uh, free agents, little the little pieces that normally stick. Uh, the Van Noys and um, you know the little piece marks there that are kind of in the background, not superstars, but they make that team who they are, are gone. And um, Tom Brady's gone, and I agree. It's just a whole new thing in the AFC East. If we can play, 
it'll be nice to uh, see how this looks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we've got many, many months to go until uh, the play actually happens, as as Chris just alluded to. So hopefully uh, everything that's going on with COVID-19 and the coronavirus and uh, uh, the sheltering in place away. and quarantine, just go away. Just go away the way Tom Brady went away and uh, go to Tampa Bay. Just I'm fine if it just goes to Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, I'm fine with that. Sorry, good people of Tampa, but uh, take one for the rest of us. Huh? We need football. Everything else is canceled, including like horse racing. So uh, we need something to do. So let us have football, if nothing else. And speaking of football, Chris, that is, of course, the topic of the day here for you and I and everyone listening, all the citizens of Perfectville. We are in April. Finally, March finally ended. That was like the longest month of my life, bar none. Um, But we're here in April, and you know what that means, Chris. What happens in April as it pertains to the NFL? Well, uh, the NFL pertaining to that is the greatest offseason day uh, days in during the offseason, and that is the NFL draft. It's one of our favorites. Um, new players from college join our team, and what better year? <laughs> of course, this is happening now, but what better year, honestly, than uh, this year? Because we have so many picks. We are going to be the talk of the draft. We are going to have so much entertainment, so much to talk about. This is going to be, even if it's done via email or MySpace messaging, it's going to be the best draft for a Miami Dolphins fan because we're going to be heavily, heavily involved. Yeah, it is. Uh, you're absolutely correct. The NFL draft is exactly what I was alluding to. It was a, an event that you and I were actually going to go to. We were going to broadcast Ugh. live from. It is no longer happening, obviously. And as you pointed out, who knows what the format of the NFL draft is actually even going to look like this year. It's very possible that we all just get snail mail uh, with all the picks sent to us on an <laughs> index card or maybe like a postcard that says, here are the following players that are coming to the Miami Dolphins. Um, but that's what I want to talk about on this episode, Chris, is the actual NFL draft. Draft day, draft mm. days. Um, Miami Dolphins have, I think, uh, 30 million picks in this year's draft. As you pointed <laughs> out, what a, yeah, what a, what a year for this to happen where maybe football doesn't even occur. And as a sports fan uh, across all sports, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers were a contender for the NBA championship this year. Um, the Los Angeles Dodgers were the favorite for the World Series this year. And, of course, the Miami Dolphins uh, have a promising rebuild, which might get them back into the playoffs as early as this year. And sports, <laughs> the sports gods just said, oh, absolutely not. I'm going to take a shit all over Sam Marcus sports teams and flush that right down the toilet um but assuming and to make it even worse the nfl even announced that they're going to expand the playoffs from 12 to 14 teams even making it easier our odds to get to the playoffs and with a nice rebuild looking uh, good on the horizon the whole national media actually is agreeing with our free agency moves and what we did and who we signed and how we look and how we're building this thing and then all of a sudden like you said we might we're just not gonna we're not gonna do it we're not gonna do it yeah, but I'll tell you what we are going to do. We are going to talk about the NFL draft, and in this episode, we're actually going to talk about the top four draft day trade scenarios that I can see the Miami Dolphins possibly being a part of, and uh, how that would actually reshape this roster from what it currently is now to processing these drafts and where they would go from there. Um, something else to keep in mind, Chris, even though you and I are not going to the NFL draft this year, uh, I am looking into ways to figure out how you and I can split screen broadcast this, probably on Twitter. Uh, Citizens of Perfectville, anybody that texts out there, um, uh, the IT department of Perfectville. If you could let me know, let me know how I can do that. What's the easiest way for Chris Collins' mug and Sam Marcuse's mug to be on the screen at the same time reacting live streaming during the NFL draft? Because I would love to see your reaction, my reaction, and everybody just watching it along with us. Just a big draft watch party. So that is my call to action for all the citizens of Perfectville out there. While you're sitting at home, looking at your computer screens, figure out how to do that. Let me know and we can talk turkey. Uh, but 
That being said, Chris, there are many, 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 many scenarios where the Miami Dolphins could trade up or down or back or forward when it comes to the NFL draft. We have so many picks. We have so many options. We have so many holes, quite frankly, that we still need to fill that I'm not quite sure if the Miami Dolphins are going to stay put, if they're going to trade up, if they're going to trade back, if they're going to go quarterback first pick, most likely they would, or if they're going to go somewhere else and shore up those borders and go get a quarterback later in the draft. There's so many different scenarios here, Chris. I just wanted to run a couple of them by you and then get your buy-in as to whether you would do that trade or not. And I I came up with four different scenarios here, uh, all basically around the first round, because that's really what anybody even cares about. Nobody cares after the second round. It's kind of like children, right? By the time you get to the third, fourth, fifth child, you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever, (laughs) send me a postcard with news. You don't really care. Um, So I'm going to focus on the first round trade possibilities here. um, And I'm going to give you four different scenarios. And I want to know what you think, yay or nay, and what that would mean in terms of who we would go and pick if we made these trades sound good sounds good hit me with them number four all right i'm gonna hit you with the first one here and the first one is something that's been bandied about for uh quite a while now and uh, we started to hear rumors and we've seen the rumblings online on twitter and all the other different social media sites as well as uh legitimate news sites if you want to call them that and that is of course the miami dolphins trading not one not two, but all three of their first-round draft picks to the Cincinnati Bengals to go from number five to number one and picking up quarterback out of LSU, Joe Burrow. That's right, small hands himself, Joe Burrow. It seems to be the consensus number one pick in this draft. He did a fantastic job with LSU, especially this last year. And it seems like the Cincinnati Bengals are uh, hell-bent on drafting this kid. They need a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He seems to be the top pick for everybody. Makes sense, but... If the trade scenario was for the Miami Dolphins to trade all three of their first-round picks and go up to number one and go get Joe Burrow, would you or would you not make that trade, number one? I would not. You would not? I would not, and here's why. So Tua is a very good possibility of being there at five. Tua, before being hurt, was unanimously the number one overall pick for years, not just this year, mm-hmm. years, for yep. a couple of years. He's the Trevor Lawrence now that we're discussing. Like, of course, he's going to be number one next year um, from years p- past. Okay, so he gets hurt. All words, all things considered is Tua is healthy. The The hip has healed. You don't give up three first-round picks for a guy that had one good season. And I like Burrow a lot. What he did at LSU was unbelievable. It was historic. It broke records. It was against the SEC, so it's not like he was just playing against cupcakes like Jordan Love at Utah State. Like He is just beating the shit out of everyone, unbelievable, unstoppable, destroyed um, Clemson in the uh, national championship. Like He was just really, just really good quarterback. He's really good. But if you can get the guy that was – presumably better or at least the same if we can just agree if he's healthy to is healthy they're the same you draft two other p- positions in the first round and to a as opposed to giving up all three for just one guy i mean it just the numbers make sense you get swift you get rugs you get um anybody alignment alignment from usc there's so many other guys because this draft is so deep sam that's why i say that if this was a normal 
draft where we traded up for Deion Jordan and you can't even name the top 15 picks of that draft because it's so bad. Yeah, trade all three. Who cares? You're not going to get two guys that are going to re- replicate what you get from that franchise guy. Uh, but if Burrow was like a three-year starter at LSU that was just like dominant or whatever, I mean, he could even beat out Haskins at Ohio State. So I, I'm kind of just like eh, nervous about it. I'm sure I'll eat these words. He's going to be amazing in Cincinnati. But three first-round picks for one guy uh, in this deep of a draft, I, I just don't do it. I think I agree with you. I'm not sold on Joe Burrow as the best quarterback in this draft. I'm not even sold on Joe Burrow being the second best quarterback in this draft, even Mm. though everybody has anointed him as such. I think he is uh, the most successful quarterback in this draft um, in terms of college resume. And I think in large part that is because Tua did get hurt. If Tua doesn't get hurt, I am very curious as to what this looks like from does LSU even win the national championship? Does uh, Alabama go on to win yet another national championship? And is Tua the consensus number one overall pick? Um, I don't give up three draft picks, number five, number 18, and number 26 overall. Thank you, Travis Wingfield. I'm actually on the Miami Dolphins website right now, MiamiDolphins.com, and I'm looking at their draft pick, and I look up and I see Travis's face, and I forgot that he now works for the Dolphins, and I'm like, what the fuck is Travis doing on here? Um, But this is an article he wrote, so uh, shout out to Travis Wingfield in the Drive Time podcast. I don't give up three. I would, however, give up two. And I would give up two, and uh, it would be the fifth overall and the 26th overall, which is the pick we got for the Laramie Tunzel and the Kenny Stills trade. I would do that to go up and go get somebody like Joe Burrow. Here's why I would do that. Because if you go up to the number one pick, you are guaranteed to get whoever it is you want to get, whether that's Joe Burrow or anybody else. So there is some enticing opportunity there to go up and say, okay, now we don't have to worry. Now we have uh, our number one overall pick, and we still have another pick at at 18 overall, uh, which we got from Mika Fitzpatrick to go get anybody else on any other level. So I would do it for two. I don't think I'd do it for three. I think I agree with you. I agree with that as well, your counter of two picks. I would do it for that because what you're getting at 26 more than likely is not going to win us a Super Bowl. And that's what this all comes down to. We we can win 10 games and go to the playoffs and be uh, you know, be be the Rams. No, no one wants to do that. We want to win a Super Bowl. We want to build a team. Um, and we still have two second-round picks. And we have two first-round picks next year. So if we can give up two picks to get Burrow and it still keep and get somebody like Del Pitt or somebody um, at 16, then, uh, yeah, absolutely you do it. Or 18, you absolutely do it. Um, I agree with you there. Okay, so how about this? This is kind of a side question off this, still on this same trade scenario. If Tua never gets hurt, if Tua goes on to be mm. continued dominant, and uh, he is the consensus number one overall pick, and you are sitting at number five, and you have the 18th, and you have the 26th, you have the same three picks, but instead of Tua coming off of a hip injury, he is completely healthy. Do you then give up all three draft picks and move up to number one to go get Tua? No. Ooh. Ooh. No, no, because Burrow's there at five. It, 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 it most likely based okay. on hopefully not getting jumped, and that's the thing. If we're gonna hang tight, if we're good with both guys, if we're good with Tua, we're good with Burrow. Either one, if either one falls on our lap, we're like this. This is perfect. We at five have that opportunity to not get jumped, and that's the thing. Like if if I'm Chris Greer, I'm calling the Lions, I'm calling the Giants, I'm calling the Redskins. And I'm like, look, if you guys aren't drafting Tua. You call me before accepting any deal because I have more picks than anybody. There's no one that can offer you what I can offer you other than, and I thought about this, Sam, this is another, now here's another side to your side. The only thing that can jump us because we have the picks is somebody involving a player, Hmm. a player we cannot offer. If the Carolina Panthers call the Lions 
and the Lions go, hey, Dolphins, guess what we're getting offered? And they're involving Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's a tough one. To bump up. We can't match it. We can say all three, three first rounds. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not finding Christian McCaffrey in the late first round of this draft. So, no, we're getting hung up on and we're losing both. Burrow into them. That's where we can get jumped if a player that we don't have on our roster is involved. That's the only thing that keeps me up at night. Uh, you know, I, I, that's a good one there. You don't think they would take Kalen Balazs instead of uh, Christian McCaffrey? We, we, we couldn't counter <laughs> Kalen Balazs. <laughs> he could take his playbook and just bring it to Detroit. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. That, that's a good snare. And hold that thought. Hold that thought about player trades because right. we've got all three right. other trades here that I want to throw out to you. So we both agree that we would not give up all three of our first-round picks for Joe Burrow. We would actually rather stand put and uh, stand pat and actually take our chances with Tua uh, falling to us at number five. So that's that's trade scenario number one. We're both a solid no for that one. Here's trade scenario number two. Number three. Also involving a high draft pick. Also involving the Miami Dolphins trading up in an effort to secure their quarterback of the future and you just mentioned the team that I was going to throw out you what if the scenario was not to trade up to number one but the scenario was to trade to number three and at number three the only two players that are off the board are Joe Burrow as we expect and Chase Allen that means Tua is still on the Chase board Young. I'm sorry Chase Young not Chase Allen excuse me yeah. um that means Tua is still on the board at number three. The Lions are calling and saying they're getting picked, they're getting offered um, all kinds of things, including maybe Christian McCaffrey. And what they're asking for for the Miami Dolphins is to get two, their top two first-round picks, so the number five and the number 18, as well as their highest second-round pick. Do you mm. then jump up to number three, two spots up, uh, to go get Tua, or do you try to call their bluff and say, no, we're good at number five, you take whatever one you need to take, and uh, we'll see what happens at number five? This is the hardest one for me because I've been having this conversation with friends and family uh, discussing this. There is no secret the Miami Dolphins um, need a quarterback, and there's no secret that we are fond of most likely the top two guys, maybe Herbert. There's a reason we have been the – I mean, we are like the slut of the NFL right now. We're being talked about from everyone. Armando is leaking that uh, we are going to possibly trade up for Burrow. Jeff Darlington, who I trust way more and has really been inside uh, in Miami here for a long time. Jeff Darlington has come out and said, no, Ross is all in on you know Tua and even on board with trading up to get him if we need to move to three but not giving up a ton. Uh, but we're not going to you know, put all the our cards down for Burrow. So there's all these conflicting stories. There's so much smoke. It's like Woodstock 69. It, it's, it's unbelievable, Sam, and there's a reason for it. I think we're getting ahead of someone like the Lions or the Giants holding us over a barrel and saying, hey, the Panthers or the Chargers are offering us XXX player and three picks. What can you offer us? And we go, oh, shit, we can't lose out on Tua. We trade what you just said, two first and a second. And they're like, no one even called us, buddy. And that is my biggest fear. Is that happening in us just giving up everything we worked for, everything we lost for? Would we do it? Would I do it? Uh, You said our top first round pick and our top second round pick. 
So that would be that would be uh, number five overall, number mm-hmm. eighteen overall in the first round, and then the thirty ninth overall. So basically, a very low first round pick or or kind of high second round pick there. I mean, it's in the top five of of the second round or top seven of the second round there. So I mean, you'd be talking about a lot of draft capital to move up two spaces. Uh, yeah. But it, it, what you do do is uh, do do uh, is you <laughs> secure the quarterback that everybody seems to think that we've been in love with for two plus years now, uh, which is Tua. So do what you do, do it. it. Okay. You have to do it. You have to do it because um, Herbert is not. He may be better than Tannehill out of college. Okay. Like I mean, this is the next guy. This is a guy for ten to fifteen years. Our quarterback, the guy that we build around, and we still, still in that scenario, have a first round pick and a second round pick, um, and two first rounds next year and two seconds next year, I believe as well. Uh, with still, I think top ten in cap space for these free agents that are dangling around right now, not signing until after the draft. You do it. You have to get to our burrow on this roster. If April ends and we don't have either of those guys on our roster, it was a failure in the draft, in my opinion. I tell them to go fuck themselves. Really? I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And uh, I know I said a couple a couple of episodes ago that if two is your guy, you go trade up and down the board to go get him if that's fine. And uh, you know that video that he posted of himself running around, he looked really good. It's hard to tell right now. That is the one issue with the coronavirus that's just destroying um, the ability to analyze you know all of these people here. But uh, Tua is fully cleared. He's probably going to be a very 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 good quarterback. I want him. He's my number one pick uh, in terms of who I want for the Miami Dolphins at number five. But I'm not giving up number five, number 18, and 39 to go up two spaces. Because what will happen is if that happens and somebody else trades into that spot and takes him, let's just call it the Chargers, uh, that means some other players are dropping down. Players like Isaiah Simmons, um, mm. you know, there, there's Andrew Thomas that's out there. We, we still need a, a very, very, very talented offensive tackle. Um, Tristan Wirfs would be out there. I, I think you would do that. You might see us trade down if that's the case. If we yes. go, all right, Tua's not there. Um, uh, Joe Bur- Burrow's not there. You know what? Screw it. We're going to trade down. We'll let we'll see if Justin Herbert's going to fall down to like number eight, number nine, or number ten, and then we'll pick up some you know extra draft picks there. But I, I don't think I move up at that level. I think maybe so if, if it was two instead of three picks, I would. But three picks is too steep. Yeah, but even then, you, you mentioned uh, you know we're giving up five. 18 and 39 not really because we're getting three that's true we we have three and 26 still so three if somebody said you have the third pick and it's Tua and the 26 pick and the 50 whatever pick in a second round would you do it I mean at least we're still getting that third overall pick so we have two first round picks still um one just we had to give up uh mid-round one to, to get it and in that scenario you're like would you trade um Mika Fitzpatrick and the fifth overall pick for Tua, I, I would. I mean, I mean, honestly, I would. Maybe you, you lose out on Dobbins, the running back from Ohio State, uh, but you can get Tua and possibly um, you know Swift or something at uh, twenty six. So, or, or or even Delpit, the safety from LSU. There's just so many scenarios. The draft is so deep. I hate giving up any capital, but this is the show that you created today, so we're gonna <laughs> go with it. But um, honestly, it, to get Tua who I agree with you is my number one um, guy I want. Uh, you just can't let that pass over because the future's not guaranteed. We know that we can't tank for anything. Flores just has these guys playing hard. Uh, so there's no guarantee of, uh, of Lawrence next year at all. Uh, so you just got to get your fucking guy and then you can build around him. Okay. You changed my mind. I do it. <laughs> 
We're so good together. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is you, you explained logic, and you said you have the number three and the number twenty six. You got two first round picks. Uh, I'd be happy with that if you came into the draft with those two. Yeah. Um, and then you get Tua with one of those, and you get whoever it is you need at twenty six. I'm convinced. I changed my mind. See, I got new information. I'm privy to the new shit, and uh, I've changed my mind. So, well done there, doctor. Hey, that's why I got a PhD, buddy. I got a second opinion from the doctor I trust the most. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're both a yes on trading uh, up to number three from number five to secure Tua, if in fact that is the case and what needs to happen. Uh, here's a player trade here, Chris. Here, here's one that Ooh. I'm thinking about because it may involve Detroit. It may involve somebody else. It may involve somebody that doesn't have anything to do with a quarterback whatsoever. Um, number two. But the Miami Dolphins have a fantastic defensive backfield right now, and they have oh, a guy no. who got injured last year. Oh, yes who uh, seems to maybe have some issues when he's not on the field, uh, when he's bored. Um, he's playing a lot of video games. He's, he's doing God knows what else. Um, she likes to visit the police every now and then. Um, <laughs> but when he's on the field and he's healthy, he is by far one of the best cornerbacks in the game. Uh, he got paid, but he is somebody who maybe culturally doesn't fit uh, with the Miami Dolphins going forward. I don't know that for a fact. I have nothing... Um, uh, on him, but of course I'm talking about Xavier Howard. Um, long rumor to maybe be a trade bait. If Xavier Howard gets you a first round draft pick the day of, if somebody calls you up and says, "Hey, we need Xavier Howard on our team, and we're going to give you," oh, I don't know, um, the number twenty pick, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, would you take that? Would you take the cornerback, Xavier Howard, off the Miami Dolphins and put him on, let's just say, the Jacksonville Jaguars and take the number 20 pick overall? Because this would be something that happens probably right in the moment. Like, number 19 pick is in, and then Jacksonville says, we want to pull the trigger, and we trade him Xavier Howard, and we get the 20th pick overall. Uh, would you do that? Oh, Sam, you're an asshole. Uh, Thank this, you. This one's so tough because um, – you know, it depends on who's on the board, obviously, but that doesn't make good radio. So we're going to just talk about, talk through this. Um, who can we get at 20, possibly? Um, you know, Dobbins, Ruggs, uh, Delpit, uh, Espinoza, these offensive linemen that might be falling because of the depth at quarterback. Um, there's just so many guys. Are they going to be better than Xavier and Howard? And you mentioned it, so I'll, I'll I'll say this now. And Flores, like you said, culturally, we have no idea. But if he's worried that he's on strike two um, off the field, we bring in a guy that's just like you know team player, good guy, whatever. You got the voucher from his college coach. Um, man. <laughs> You might do it. I, I don't know. If, if you're talking about another first-round pick and you're adding four first-round picks in one of the deepest drafts I can recall uh, with a guy – if it, 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 I'll say – let me let me just say this. If Xavier Howard had no off-field issues, um, it's spot, spot, spotless, clean, no problems, no girlfriends claiming domestic violence, nothing. If, if that's spotless, no. He's not worth the 20th pick. But with the issues and us now having Byron Jones, um, I, w I would definitely consider it. I, I think I would I would maybe do it. And he's coming off an injury. It just depends on who's on the board for me. But I will just say that that I would consider it because of what he's done, and and, and it's his fault. It's his, he's an adult. What he's done off field and the issues he has, the baggage and the contract that Jacksonville would have to take on that would just free up even more money for us. So, yeah, I would I would heavily consider it. 
So think about this. Think of this scenario. Let's just say that the the Los Angeles Chargers jump from number six to number three, and they pick Tua. Mm. Uh, Joe Joe Burrow is off the off the board number one overall. The Miami Dolphins are sitting there at number five. Their top two choices for quarterback are now gone. Uh, they don't think Justin Herbert is worth the number five pick. Um, could you envision a scenario where maybe they get Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson at number five as a linebacker, or Akuda, Jeff Akuda, if he's not there, if he's not being picked by Detroit, he's probably going to be there at number five. Uh, so you have a young cornerback to replace Xavier Howard at that point, and then you trade Xavier Howard to somebody like the Jacksonville Jaguars or uh, whoever, you know, kind of that mid-first round, and you pick up at, let's just say, number 20, because that's the scenario we used, Jordan Love. You know, then you have an interesting scenario where you have uh, one of the top defensive players in Isaiah Simmons or Jeff Akuda, and then you also have a very promising prospect that Jordan Love, who most people compare to Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Um, would you? You know, th- that's a that's an intriguing scenario for me. That is that is something where I might go. You know what? Maybe it's okay if Tua goes elsewhere, and we have Jordan Love sit for a year and 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 learn behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a very smart, heady quarterback. Uh, and then you go pick up another defensive star uh, with somebody like Isaiah Simmons or Okuda early, and. Uh, you relieve yourself of the contract from Xavier Howard. You get a young cornerback that's controllable for many, many years at a cheap, cheap level, and then you get your quarterback for the future. Sam, this one right here, and I'll say this because uh, as longtime listeners know, my son is a huge Clemson fan. I've watched far more Clemson games than I would like to admit. Um, also, they've gone further than my team, so I have to <laughs> when they're in the playoffs and things. Yeah, they they, they uh, play later into the season than the Miami Dolphins do over yeah, the recent years. They're pretty they're pretty damn good. Um and I took my son to the Clemson camp and all that last last season and uh I'll say this right now. If Tua and Burrow are gone and we have the option between Okuda, who's a great, great corner, and Simmons. If they don't take Simmons, I'll I'm quitting. Oh for I'm, sure. I'm done. Simmons is un fucking believable as a former defensive player a defensive coordinator in little league and um, a college i play college football this guy is insane like he is huge he can cover tight ends he can cover the slot he can tackle on the run he is fast uh faster than Etanin, the uh, running back for clemson they raced they literally raced and he beat him and he's got like 50 pounds of muscle over this guy and he beat him in a race like he's a freak. He's the uh, Javon Curse of linebackers slash defensive backs because he can play safety, sa- strong safety, free safety, corner, nickel, linebacker, whatever you want. That's the Flores prototype right there where there's no positions. Positionless defense, just throw guys out there to do anything. If he's there and two and Burrow are gone, that's, that's our discussion right now. Yes. You take Simmons and then, yes – um, take Simmons. If you can trade Howard, sure. Love would be great. I think Love is one of those guys I like a lot. I watched him in a combine, and I'm like, man, like I haven't heard anything about this guy. And then they're like, well, yeah, he played at fucking Utah State or whatever. Um, he played nobody. So, A, he didn't have tough competition, but he also didn't have great side pieces to throw to, and he still put up numbers. He still was naturally gifted, and that reminds me a lot of a guy named – Patrick Mahomes, who played at Texas Tech, I think it was, um, where he just kind of like 
fell in everywhere. Yeah, some guys liked him, and Andy Reid is a genius and saw something that no one else did, traded up and got him, even though he had uh, Smith. So, yeah, if that scenario is there, and two and Burrow are already gone, oh, God, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, trade down. No, no, no. <laughs> you get Okuda or Simmons, and if either one of them are there, that changes our entire team. Uh, you just got this. This draft is so busy and so fucking talented. You cannot pass up number five. I think if you see Tua and and Burrow come off the board and neither one of them is a Miami Dolphin, that's when you're going to start seeing the Miami Dolphins pick up the phone and start making trades happen. I think they have enough uh, draft capital, obviously, to move up and down and get more picks and just take a different approach of, you know what, if we can't get the superstar, we're going to go get a bunch of great, 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 Mm -hmm. great role players and uh, stick them into this formula where we have a bunch of great role players already and uh, see if somebody shines. And maybe that person that would shine would be somebody like Jordan Love. But uh, imagine taking Jordan Love out from underneath somebody like the New England Patriots, who seem to be linked mm. to Jordan Love quite a bit. I mean, that would be kind of another thumb in the eye uh, of his old uh, old ball coach there for um, for Mr. Flores there. So there's one player trade scenario. That's the third one we've gone through. So, so far we've looked at top three, uh, top three first-round picks for uh, Joe Burrow. We both said no to that. Uh, we both said we would trade two first-round picks and a second-round pick to move from number five to number three to make sure that we get to a... And uh, we're a little bit on the fence on what we would do with Xavier Howard, um, but I think we were both okay with it if and only if uh, both Tua and Burrow are off the board when it comes yeah. to number five. Uh, then we trade away talent, pick up an extra pick, and then go get a quarterback a little bit later in the first round and use that fifth overall pick to get somebody like Isaiah Simmons or Jeff Okuda um, to, to shore up the defense even further. Um, those are the top three scenarios that we talked about. The last one here, number one, involves another player, Chris, and another first round pick. Um, it came out a little bit earlier today that uh, Jacksonville Jaguars defensive lineman Yana and uh, I had to look up how to pronounce it. There's actually a Smith. YouTube video. Yes, Yannick Smith. Um, there's a YouTube <laughs> video on how to pronounce his name. Um, it looks like the Jacksonville Jaguars are looking for not only a first-round pick for compensation, but uh, maybe a third-day pick, so probably a third-round or fourth-round pick. Uh, actually, I guess it would be fourth-round because third round is a second-day pick. Um, would you trade, let's just say, our 18th overall, so the middle of the three picks that we have, and let's just say our third overall, our third round pick, which is the number 70 pick uh, for Yannick Ngakwe, who just turned 25 a couple of days ago. Uh, obviously, one of the uh, Saxon five of the Jacksonville Jaguars, very talented young man, uh, is going to command a big salary, but we have the money to do so. Would you trade away a first round pick and a third round pick for Yannick? Yes. There you go. I thought that was going to be an easy one. Okay, so I agree with you. That's probably too easy. I think somebody else would come in and probably take that same trade and bump it up. So that's where we start. Jacksonville shops it around, comes back and says, you have to do better than that. Would you then take the 18th pick, the third round pick, which is the 70, 70th overall, and then also wrap in our one of our second round picks. Let's call it the 39th overall. First round, second round, third round pick for Yannick. No. Not in this deep of a draft. 39, there's going to be a superstar at 39. This is a draft for the top 50. I'll watch, scroll across the bottom on the NFL Network, and I cannot believe when we get to 46, 47, 48, 49, the names I'm seeing, the talent I'm seeing. There is too many guys, too much talent from big-time schools that have been producing for a long time uh, where I'd ever do that. No, the one pass rusher, when we've got Van Noy, when we got Shaq Lawson, when we got uh, – um, Agba, <laughs> of course, I'm going to butcher that. Um, it, with all our picks, it, with the depth that's in this draft, absolutely not. I would not do that. Now, the first and a late third, sure. 
but you add in a second as well. There's no way. There's that's too much draft capital. Okay, I agree with you there. So I'm going to split one right down the middle here. So we both agree that if we give it the 18th and the 70th overall, we're a yes. We both agree that if we give the 18th, the 39th, and the 70th, we're a no. What if instead we gave up the 26th overall, so a first-round draft pick, the 70th overall, which is the third-round draft pick, and the 56th overall, which is the Saints pick that we got when we drafted or when we traded with them last year? So in this case, you'd be giving up the third of the three first-rounders, the second of the two second-rounders, and the only third-round pick we have. They're all lower tier because you have 26, 56, and 70 versus 18, 39, and 70. Uh, would you then trade that for Yannick? So a late first, a late second, a late third? Yes. Well, the third is actually kind of a high third. The 70th overall, I think, is actually uh, pretty high for the third yeah. round. That's still tough. God, that's still really That's really why we're tough. doing this. Yeah, yeah, thank you uh, for this. I appreciate it. Um, for that... Um, and the production he has uh, with the guys inside that we have with um, Christian Wilkins and uh, God Chow and then Van Noy uh, being kind of a Swiss Army knife. We can switch around to Abga, uh, Agba. I'm, I'm never going to get that right. Um, and then this guy, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, for that, I, I just – his production I think has been about around an average of 10 sacks the last couple of seasons. He is uh, young. Very young. We're going to have to pay him. Um, I don't know, man, because if we can get Espinoza at 26, you know, from Iowa or the defensive end from uh, Penn State, and then all of a sudden you still got 56 and 70 and you're not paying him $30 million a year, I this is such a tough one, but I'm going to still say no. All right, so just to put that in perspective, he has 37.5 sacks in four years. Um, he had eight last year, 9.5 the year before that, 12 the year before that. Um, he's had a couple of fumble recoveries. He's forced fumbles 14 in those four years. He had four last year, uh, six passes to defensed. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a starter. He, he doesn't really miss too many games. I think he's only uh, started all but two games in his four-year career. The guy is is a stud. He just turned 25. He's not even in his physical prime yet. <laughs> this is hold on, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off and I'm going to okay. do what you did. You, t- you talked me into it. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing 26, 56 and 70. Here's why the draft is a crapshoot. You don't know what you're getting out of those guys. He has on paper and on tape been proof in the pudding that in the NFL, he's been consistent you can say, hey, he played against the SEC. That's not the NFL. This is the NFL. He's been consistent. He's been good. He's been productive, higher than productive. And if you're talking about three maybes to a you know what you got, I'm going to take the you know what you got. So you, you talk me into it. I, I'm signing Smith. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think if you do sign Smith and you're trading for him, you are going to sign him. Um, and you do it with that late third round pick. That means you better get your quarterback with either the number five or the number 18th overall pick. And you better go get another offensive lineman because you're going to give up a lot of draft capital with a first, second and third round pick to go get this guy, which I think I would do. But then I know I have to uh, slot my offensive player playmakers in there, right? My quarterback, I need to go draft. I still need to go get a running back somewhere. And I also need to go get another offensive lineman somewhere in that draft as well. So uh, if this were to happen, I do think it would be something that you would then see our entire offensive, which I think is where we're going to focus anyways, if we're going to be honest. Um, our, our, the rest of those picks on those first couple of rounds would have to be high on offense, in my opinion. But 
I, I could be convinced either way. I think I would I would have to almost flip a coin with that scenario. 26, 56, and 70. That's a tough one. 56 and 70 are pretty close together when you think about it, Chris. I mean, that's 14 picks apart. You could easily package those up and then move back up into the early second round uh, or possibly go back into the first round with a fourth round pick of, or uh, with a um, with a fourth first rounder if you were to trade those and package those the same way too. So um, it would be a lot to give up for one guy, but he is a guy that I think you put on that line in whatever scenario and whatever scenario scheme you run, he's probably going to succeed in it. He's proven it, like you said, year and year again, four years now straight. Um, so I'm on the fence. I'm just, just to be contrarian, I'm going to say no, because you said yes, even though I <laughs> talked you into it. Thank uh, you. I'm going to say no, just so that we have a little bit of a battle here on the show. I'm sick of us always holding hands and yelling kumbaya, Chris. How about this? We trade 26, 56, and 70, and then trade Xavier Howard for the 20th. We don't need two great corners when you have a great pass rush, and it fits Every single uh, circle bubbles them all in, and all of a sudden our defense is fucking dynamite. And then we go back to the plan that I always had, which is you draft Tua at five, and you get Jordan Love at 20, and you have two quarterbacks of the future, and then nobody else has any quarterbacks of the future, and then the future was just ours. The future is ours, and Sam, honestly, the, the best part about this is there's no other podcast of any other team in the NFL that can have such a deep-level conversation for over 45 minutes um, because we have so many picks. There's so many avenues this draft can go for the Miami Dolphins and for us fans that make this the most entertaining and exciting NFL draft in decades. There's there's not been any ever even having the number one overall pick. We're like, oh, we already knew it was Jake Long, whatever they like announced it and shit. They were discussing a contract before the draft even started. Boring. This is exciting. And it's just there's so many things. We can trade all our picks. We can keep all our picks. We can add more picks. We can move down. We can move up. We can move back into the second. We could sign Cam Newton. There's so many things that can happen, Sam, that has just this next three plus weeks is going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, imagine if you're the Tennessee Titans and you just signed Ryan Tannehill and you're like, okay, well, we know what we have with him. He's 31, 32 years old. And uh, last year is the last, first year that he balled out on any consistent level outside of one year with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and you have one pick and that's 29. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's it. all you got. What, what are you discussing? You're like, uh, whatever the the 28 guys ahead of me do. Like, there's there's no conversation there. There's no there's no fun in it. There's so much fun and substance to what we can do, um, and that's what makes this so exciting. Like you said, if you're just sitting there at 28, you're like, whatever. Like, I mean, maybe I'll get a lineman. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's it. That's the, that's their only. There's no way you're filling a 45 minute podcast on that. We have three five picks in the first two rounds. Like that's just insane to me. That's unbelievable. Um, one of the deepest drafts I've ever seen in my life. So you can make the the the, the move to just like really bet on the house and in this draft and your scouts and get all these guys, or you can you know package them for a guy like Smith from Jacksonville, which is really like you know Ngatu or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, there, there there's so many things that could happen, man. It's it's unbelievable. And 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 then draft night comes, right? And then there's trades above us. There's one scenario I'll leave you with, and this is one of those little radio teases I'll do. Jason Jennings, a good friend of ours. We met him in person from the uh, message boards. He said, there's a rumor right now. Matt Patricia's head coach, his buddy, Bill Belichick, supposedly the rumor is New England wants to do anything and will do anything to get Tua. Even if we offer more and better, they still got to accept it. (laughs) They still got to accept it. 
if Matt Patricia, what if the NFL uh, here put on your conspiracy hat? Here you go. They, they the Patriots can't be bad. They put too much into it, and all of a sudden there's been a there's been a trade. The Patriots on the clock at three. It's just anything can happen, dude. Like it's just unbelievable. I love the draft. Yeah, uh, those scenarios, even that nightmare fuel that you just uh, provided everyone is still <laughs> more interesting. Them. It's still more interesting than being like you know number thirtieth pick and you're the Packers and you're like, well, that defensive end from Auburn looks pretty good if he's there. <laughs> I mean, that's so boring. Uh, I'd much rather be in the position we're in right now, which is to talk about all the different draft picks, all the different trade scenarios, trading players, trading draft picks, signing players, trading for players, trading away draft picks. It is fantastic. That is an entire episode of Perfectville. The trip to Perfectville is just about complete here, Chris. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, just real quick, everybody be safe. Um, stay, stay home, stay quarantined, stay six feet apart, and hopefully this whole thing ends soon because, man, I miss normalcy. I do too, and uh, the good thing is there's nothing normal about the town of Perfectville, which is why we continue to do this, both uh, on behalf of the two-time Hall of Famer, yes, two-time, Dr. Chris Collin and myself as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network and the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.